1: awesome testimonies about how to walk out true intimacy with a loving father who pursues his kids.
0: Oh man, sounds like a good time. If you want to check out the show, lovereality.org slash podcasts and look for the Worthy of Everything show.
2: A lot of people don't believe the gospel can change your life. We have evidence it can. Death to Life shares testimonies of radical transformation. Stories of people getting freed from and healed from sin, so you can hear, believe, and be transformed by Jesus. This is Death to Life.
1: I know you hold me down. Like, yo, Lord, if you are real, like, you gotta get me out of this mess. I I would be like, yo, perfect love casts out all fear. Yeah,
2: and then I will just show her that she's loved perfectly. Yo, welcome to the Death of Life podcast. My name is Richard Young. And before we jump into this podcast episode, I want to tell you guys about the Facebook group, the Love Reality Gospel Community. Tyler, tell us a little bit about the Love Reality Gospel Community?
3: Oh, you talk about the number one reason I have the Facebook app on my phone?
2: Oh, you still got that, that Facebook app?
3: Yeah, man, just because of this uh, Gospel Community group that we got going on.
2: Well Why <coughs> should somebody join the Love Reality Gospel Community?
3: I think a better question, Rich, is why shouldn't somebody join the Love Reality Gospel Community?
2: <laughs> I got some answers for that. You don't like hot gospel lava almost every day on your timeline. True. Uh, if you
3: don't need encouragement, from yeah. Those if you who like don't Jesus, like
2: encouragement,
3: you know then what I'm you probably shouldn't join it. If you don't like, you know, coming across like just people's fresh revelations of how much God loves them, then probably you don't want to be in the group.
2: Man, I'm being. I'm gonna be real with you, dude. I was getting so many fresh revelations about how God loves me from being on this group. That I (laughs) low-key... I was like, I can't take it anymore. Y'all killing me with this. No, but check out the Love Reality Gospel community. And uh, yeah, that's what I want to talk about right now. Uh, But now, I want to talk about this episode of the Death of Life podcast. But if you've been paying attention, (laughs) you know that the bald eagle... Is uh is joining me in this intro. And man, Tyler, this is the one hundredth episode of the Death to Life podcast, man.
3: One hundred.
2: One hundred. Dang, a buck.
3: One a buck. Hundred.
2: Yeah, dude. It's uh hundred. Bro, it hundred, really does it feels bill.
3: like maybe what? Maybe two months ago you and I were sitting. I was just moving here to Hawaii and sitting on this this bed with these headphones and I'm recording the episode with you. Like it really doesn't feel like it was that long ago and that was episode one. Now you've done 99 more 17-hour podcast episodes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have done 99 more 17-hour podcast episodes.
3: Like Rich, you add up all of the hours you've spent listening to people talk about how good God has been to them. And it's getting close to like a year's worth of your life, just listening to how much God's been doing in people's lives. Yeah, That's man. an exaggeration. That, and it missed. It was a joke that missed. But in <laughs> all seriousness, how cool is it that the stories aren't slowing down?
2: No, man. It's. Uh, I think in the first two years of recording this thing, there would be like a worry like, oh, like early on, who am I going to get next? But now it's just like there's so many stories out there. And here's the thing, man. If we keep preaching this thing, I got half a mind to believe we're never gonna run out of these stories, bro. I
3: got I got another half of that mind. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, okay, let me ask you this while we're doing this intro to this podcast. Um which podcast have you personally either listened to the most or uh has been not the biggest blessing to you because we're not just but that stands out in your mind like, man, this was a blessing to me. Like you're on episode one, but you still need encouragement. Mm. What what comes to mind?
3: I would say I think the only episode that I've listened to leisurely more than one time is Morgan's. Episode mm. two, my wife. Uh, I've I've listened to hers a couple times. Just cause. Yeah. Wanted to remember God's goodness and it helps me remember God's goodness. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Um it's maybe one of the only ones that's moved me to tears. What are some of the other ones that have moved me to tears? I think my sister Casey Williams, Casey Goldring, her episode moved me to tears. Um another episode that I listened to a lot of times, but not leisurely, it was because I was helping you edit these episodes at the beginning of season two is uh our girl, Floor. Yeah. Floor's episode, I listened to that thing maybe seven times and I never got tired of it. Just so beautiful. Um,
2: <laughs> I have to yeah, tell man. you something about Floor's episode. Uh, I had recently given that episode to somebody and they're like, they only listen to the first like 30 or 45 minutes and they're like, bro, man, that's cool. Like, I'm sure like this good episode, but like, man, like I had some real stuff in my life. Like she's just talking about like trying to get freedom from like her parents' upbringing and like dresses, and I'm like, bro, did you not hear the part where she cheated on her husband with a woman? <laughs> and <Anyway. laughs> and this person was like, oh, I need to listen to the rest of that podcast episode. <laughs> uh, Have mercy. And so, um, yeah, man, some of the crazy stories, like and. There's been crazy stories, and like this one that you'll hear today with Molly. There's just sweet stories as well, Mm. where God has just continued to just love on His children and direct them to like who He actually is, what His character is, and what He's actually done. Even if there's no trips to Peru to to do ayahuasca or Mm -hmm. um, affairs or like it it ranges the whole gambit. So, Hey, if, if you're new to this podcast thing, Tyler, and you're like, I want to hear, like, give me your best commercial for going back and starting. And maybe this is hard for you because you're the first episode. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to start at episode three, <laughs> actually start at the beginning. But um, what would you say? Like, what's the hmm. a reason to, to take these episodes in bro?
3: Well, I mean, first of all, it's just the content itself. And I know the first episode I can vouch is a testimony, not of just a life that is bad. I think a lot of times testimonies are just like, let me tell you how I persevered. It, they're not testimonies of how we persevere. It's literally testimonies of people who have died to the lies that held them captive, the lies that kept them in chains, uh, the lies about God's character. And he wasn't good enough. And then, as we died to those lies, it was in light of the truth that, as it turns out, He is good enough. He loves us so much. And then the the transformation that that brings about in a life. So go back to episode one, and not because it's my story, but because there's a bit of a journey. I think even in like because there's a link between episodes from episode to episode. Like you actually start to get to know these people. Mm-hmm. And I would say go back to episode one just because. You get to see the journey of the podcast, sure, but you get to see the a journey of a group of people, too, and I think that that's just a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, man, uh, I just want to praise God because, yeah, when we were starting this thing out, you were in Hawaii, I was in Kansas City, uh, it was three in the morning for me just recording these podcasts. And I don't think we were really thinking about two years down the line. It was just like, man, maybe someone would want to hear this story. We should put it down in podcast form. And now it's being downloaded all over the world, literally all over the world. Uh, people are hearing. That. That's crazy, dog. That is As, crazy. I'm thinking about that, dude.
3: Also, uh, what's, I wanted to ask you, what's, what's the episode that you like listening to the most?
2: Okay, I listen to this episode the most, but it's not my favorite. I just always listen to it the most. Which, which you're, one? You're because it's your episode, <laughs> fool. You knew I was going to say that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Because it, and then I think my favorite episode is it is Morgan's. I was listening to my wife Natalie's the other day. That one's tough for me to listen to, um, but I was just listening to hear her heart. Uh, I really love Jonathan's Seventh Day Sabbath Leonardo. I love hearing his passion and his just changed heart. I love Joyce. That's a good one. I love BB and Hui. Uh, I think I had the most fun with Ben Williams. I just throw that on if I want to laugh. Serena is... I don't want to keep saying these names because I'm going to leave some people out. Um, But (laughs) But I love my boy Connor Yonks. Connor Yonkey.
3: That was a good one, too. Khan. I think the reason that I asked is not because I'm trying to hype up. Oh, wait. Hold I, on. I hold on care. one
2: second. I got to say this. Erica Yonkers episode, I think, is like touched my heart the most. I got off. So sweet. And I think I messaged you. I was like, Erica Yonkers is the sweetest person ever created by God. Like, I, was like, my... I, was <laughs> <laughs> I was angry when I was texting. I was angry. said,
3: this, this is my favorite episode I've ever recorded. I was like, word?
2: Yes, because I love her voice, like so sweet. All right, what were you? She's so say?
3: sweet. No, the reason I asked is not because I'm trying to hype hype myself up, but actually just to let people in. It's a little window into the heart of Richard Young, because it's not your favorite episode, but it also gives insight into why you and I are having this conversation on the you know the hundredth episode. Richard Young is super sentimental, You're like right, he's super nostalgic. He loves to feel the feels, remember the things and uh that's why because we're boys that's why you listen to my episode a lot because Mm -hmm. you like to feel the feels we've been going through this journey together you've been my brother i told morgan yesterday i love richard just out of the blue i was like i miss that dog and
2: And she was like (laughs) weirdo
3: she was like no she said me too like we just we love you and natalie so much and i just wanted people to know like The reason right now we're talking like we want to reminisce on the last 100 episodes like this is crazy. How did we end up here is because this is Richard Young's heart. He's the kind of person that will listen to his boys episode over and over just because it's his boy and he likes to remember the memories. And if I may bring it full circle around to introducing, is this introducing Molly's? Is this the introduction of Molly's?
2: This is the introduction of Molly's.
3: Okay, so here's a reason to go back to episode one. In episode one, I talk about, how there was the words of Jonathan Leonardo on a podcast just ringing around in my head. And that, that those words were the thing that God used through the Holy Spirit to actually introduce me to the gospel when I was at my lowest point. And so if you go back and you listen to that story, you'll hear my story and how this thing changed my life. And now fast forward to the 100th episode and that podcast that I heard in my head that changed my life. Is Molly Duper's podcast. Me and Molly grew up eighth grade, met at summer camp, and we've been friends ever since. Um, Went to high school together, did campus ministries together, went to college together, did campus ministries together, had the same degree in college, graduated, started a ministry called The Current back in the day. And we've just always loved doing ministry together. And it was that podcast that Molly did with The Current that uh, she had Jonathan Leonardo on. And now today we got this this podcast as a, one of the fruits of just our testimonies, Rich. And now she's a guest on this podcast. And I just, I literally, it's one of those things that just feels so good. Like this is one of my oldest friends. I love her to pieces. And uh, I actually haven't heard the episode yet, but I guarantee you,
2: I'm going to love it. I think you are going to love it, bro. Uh, it's a good one. So, uh, we're not going to step on the episode. He just introduced it. And so we're just going to jump into that mug. So the next person you will hear is Molly Dupert. Hear ye her. Buckle up, strap in. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all.
4: I know you hold me down.
1: Hold me down. down. The first thing I can remember is just being, like, a really, like, young child and where my relationship with Jesus in all things was, like, very kind of fear-based because when I was, like, a little child being raised up, I don't know if this is, like, for you or for maybe other Adventists, but for some reason, as, like, a kid, I was just... Hearing about the end times, so I just like all I was interested in was Revelation as like a little girl. <laughs> but my mom was me this, so that I'm like, I don't know if it was just like, was that just what I was like hearing, or that's just what I was picking up as a kid. I was like a little fear monger though. As a kid, I was just so afraid of everything. So I think I picked up just the scary. Parts maybe that I heard growing up. I, my mom tells me that she yeah, you only wanted to read Revelation, like when it was time for up to tap, like worship or anything. But it was because I was like scared. So I, that's my first memory of my relationship, I guess, with Jesus and church and things.
2: Man, that's so, let's think about this, because if you've been paying attention to the news, just yesterday, some weird stuff is going on. I don't know if you've been seeing, like, someone saw this crazy asteroid, and maybe we don't see asteroids very often, but there was this asteroid over Ohio, and people saw and they're taking video. Then there was this other thing that happened near this body of water where animals started, I don't know, Some there was some explosion, and then animals within a 100 miles of this explosion start dying. There's this earthquake in Turkey that happened, what, last week that was devastating. And all these things are happening. And I feel like if we, and this is the sad part, if we took a poll of the world and we're like, God's coming back next week, how do you feel? Mm -hmm. I think there would be a ton of fear. But the sad thing is, if we interviewed, and I don't want to, believers. Yes. And said, God is coming back next week. I would I would be afraid that the uh the sentiment would not be much different. Yeah. I hope it would be. But yesterday as I'm watching this thing, I was just like, oh wow. Cause there's no fear at all in Jesus coming back. It's actually like, oh, oh, is Jesus coming back soon? Oh, that would be that's amazing. That part of me is like. I don't have enough time. Like, I want to tell more people. And the other part of me was like, well, if God decides now, then let's go. But, yeah, it's crazy how the enemy has tricked the world into having us be afraid of our father coming. Like, if your child was afraid that when you walked in the Mm -hmm. room, that's what the enemy has done for God. Why? Yeah.
1: And isn't that interesting that as... And it really makes me think about this as just now being a mom and, and having a son who's two, cause you kind of like don't really sometimes know what kids are picking up. And so me as a little kid, that's what I'm picking up. Mm-hmm. Even though that, that's probably not what was intended, but, um, um, so I was raised in a household of my mom. is so, so I was. My mom and my dad are very, very different. It was like quiet, sweet Adventist librarian meets like wild child Bemidji bad boy. So and they got together. A Bemidji, <laughs> Bemidji bad boy. That used
2: to be his Twitter exactly. handle or something. So
1: when they got together and then they had us three, me and my brother, my sister. Yeah, it was like... I, I went to Adventist Church and then I also, so I had that like very Adventist side and then a very absolutely not side. So, so it's like my mom would advocate for like Adventist education and my dad would advocate for public school. And so, you know, oh. so it was just like two different worlds. And so, anyways, growing up, that's like my first. I guess, memories of like, maybe Jesus, but then, so I'm trying to think of where to actually start. So what I remember, like, maybe my first actual prayer that I put out to God, and I was like, okay, my, we had like a little church school, and there was like, eight kids in it. I was the youngest one, and pretty much the only girl, there was one other girl, and my brother was the oldest and so i was so so afraid still that's just who it was at the time i was just so afraid of everything Mm -hmm. and so i never talked i was so shy (laughs) and the next year we had found out that they didn't have enough money to keep the school going so they're gonna shut it down which meant i was gonna probably have to go to public school and I was like, you know, so afraid I had heard so many terrible things about public school. And I just I was like, yo, Lord, if you are real, like you got to get me out of this mess. I cannot go to public school like um, something terrible is going to happen to me there.
2: Shout out to public school. Yeah.
1: So I, I was so <laughs> scared. Right. And then. Uh, and so my very, very first memory is like then going to public school. And like clinging to Jesus there because I was so terrified. Um
2: Was it as scary as you thought it would be?
1: I It was for the first year. But you know what was so? Okay, so this is my first, first like moment uh, in like the Bible. So my my sister was like in an academy, an Adventist academy at the time. And she had gone on this mission trip and she came back. And uh, she was talking about this group that she went with. And as me, as her little sister, I was just like so nosy and wanted to, uh, you know, she was like talking about this boy that was there. And she wasn't even talking like that she liked the boy that much or anything. I just was like, I've made up the story in my head. Oh, maybe that was my sister's crush. And, and she said, Oh, it was really cool at the end. Like everybody wrote in there. In my Bible, like, they all wrote messages and they all wrote, you know, a little farewell. And so I thought in my mind, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I bet you there's, like, a love note in there from one of these guys that was on this trip with her. So the thing is, me being the little, like, nosy sister, I remember, like, Uh creeping into her room and finding that Bible and, like, peeking through it, trying to find, like, oh, there's going to be, like, a juicy love note, you know, <laughs> for my sister. <laughs> and I'm, like, trying to find that boy's name and, like, with what he had written to my sister. And I finally found it. And I'm like, oh, this is, it is. And then I read, it was like, hey, Laura, this is my absolute favorite Bible passage have a good summer or something like that. I was like, wah, wah. So disappointing. But I thought, okay, well, I'm already here. Like, I'll read the passage. And it was 1 Peter 5, 7. It was like, cast all your worries upon Jesus because he cares for you. And that was the first time, like the first time I was like, Jesus cares for me. It says it right here in scripture. And I was like, and I could literally just give him my worries. So that was literally what I did for my second year of public school. Like,
2: how old were you in public school? How, so how old So I
1: think I entered public school at 11. And so I think this happened, yeah, when I was like 12.
2: OK, so this story is amazing, but it's uh, amazing and in- in the different in several different ways. Number one, your sister is the sweetest person ever created by God. <laughs> Only if there was a, if there was like the two, the two sweetest people ever created by God are both in your family, <laughs> Kayla so, yeah.
1: and yeah. Laura.
2: And if they were to fight to the death for who would be the sweetest, it would yeah. I don't know what would happen. It would just be like oh, I, I, love know, you. I
1: know, I know, yeah. Um,
2: but thinking of Laura being in like this kind of underground like relationship where she like that's hilarious because everything's like she's just so sweet everything would be perfect and above board and and whatever but then how god uses your little sneakiness to be like hey i love you yeah i really love you it
1: was is not the thing it was a love letter but it was like jesus to me it was yes yeah, so okay that's awesome so so the fact that i'm in public school My mom was like, okay, I'm going to try to get this girl into any Adventist things that I can. So she's, I want you to go to to camp, to summer camp in Minnesota. So that's where I, that's, that's how my mom kind of like wanted me to shift over because she wanted me really like, Okay. Yeah. You're going to public school for a little bit, but I really want you to go to Adventist Academy. So hopefully like you going to camp would help. And so the first year that I was going to go to camp, I was going to bring one of my public school friends and uh, she, yeah, she got sick last second, couldn't come. And uh, so I was going to go by myself. I didn't know anybody. And I, I go up And I'm like, well, maybe if I just make a friend in like the first two seconds, then I will stay. Otherwise, you know, I'm going to leave and just not go to camp. And so when I went there, um, I I walked up and I saw one of my friends now, Shauna, and we started talking and uh, that's where I met her was at camp. I was like 12 years old. And we instantly became friends. And then we're in the same cabin. And that's where my camp counselor was Alyssa Morrison. And, and the thing, and then that's the year that I met Tyler Morrison and, and Fug. I met all these people that I would once, like I would then know an academy and a union college. You can even just cut all this out. But I just felt like I had to tell you. This is like when I like first. Because I, I I kind of ended up loving public school so much that I kind of wanted nothing to do with then Academy. So I almost was just going to stay in Bemidji for, for the rest of my years. Uh, so it really was, this was a pivotal moment in not in, in shifting because I made these good Jesus friends.
2: I think camp, when done right, and I see a lot of the time it's done very well, is one of the biggest things that can show a young person the love of God. What a huge privilege if you're working at camp. And the enemy can work through camp. Like if if you're working there and you don't want to be a counselor because it's really hard work, but then you realize you remember your counselor, like your first summer at camp, that was a huge impact on you. And if that person is walking with the Lord, what an impact for God they can be. And so that's beautiful. Yeah, so I
1: saw it. was really fun to see other kids that were like jazzed about Jesus or or at least like we were in an environment where that kind of is. And when I met Bill Fogg, he came when he was recruiting for Union College. I was like, oh my goodness, how can I be exactly like this man when I grow up? And so I, I just...
2: We're the same person, Molly. <laughs> like literally when Buell came to my school and did a week of prayer... I told my mom I don't. I'm just gonna do whatever that guy does for a living. That's Dude, what I'm gonna I, do, yes. and I did it yeah, for a little did. bit. <laughs>
1: Those little. I remember asking him, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, uh, yeah, just tell me exactly the steps, and I want to do exactly what you have done." And there's a picture of us at her Camp, and I'm like little twelve year old, and even all my public school friends heard about this veal fog. But still, even today, they're like, "What?" You're still fresh on steel. Like, anyways. So, this was a pivotal moment because then it, it ended up that I decided to go to academy. And it was really like an academy where everything really shifted. So, you know, I had kind of been this really, really terrified, uh, you know, little afraid girl. Uh, almost my whole life up until I had read that like one passage and then, (laughs) and then (laughs) Jesus, uh, just really gave me such a beautiful community and experience in public school. But then when I got to academy, that's when, um, things with my, my older brother, um, were like, really not going well at home and that was like why my mom was really pushing for me to go to have a christian um Um, education yeah
2: experience and
1: so yeah with my brother it was just kind of getting worse and worse at the point where it wasn't just like oh he's skipping school and or getting in trouble at school it's now he's you know has lost his license now he's you know, getting into drugs. Now he's, um, oh, like, now he spent a night in jail. There's now he's getting in lots of fights, and so the thing is, like, when I went to, to academy, I remember there was like a week of prayer, like a staff week of prayer, and there was um, a guy who had, had went up and said, "Hey, like someone prayed for me, and that's why I'm here today." Um, choose somebody to pray for and see like what God does in your life and I thought I guess I've never done that before and if I was to choose somebody to see like God completely just transform their life um, like whoa I would be floored if that was my brother you know so I started praying, And at the same time, like, again, I, I was, um I think I was a sophomore in high school and they were passing around this like paper for whoever wanted to be in campus ministries. And they were like, hey, Rich, who wants to be the Sabbath school leader, you know, like if you want to nominate somebody. And uh there was a junior in our class. She was like, Molly, I'm going to nominate you. And I'm like, cool. I don't know anything about Sabbath school, but sure. And, so, anyways, but the, I was like, don't really know anything about Jesus either, like, or the Bible. But cool, and she, uh, she nominated me somehow. Like, I became the Sabbath School leader, which meant, and I don't even know. It's kind of like, I don't know if it's it was like this when you were there, but it truly is like the autonomy that the students are given in like their roles. I mean, it was like gigantic. It was like, oh, I had a whole like every Saturday morning. It was like me, and I was supposed to, like,
2: what was this? A uh, Linda Vigil? Was she still there, or was, yeah, was she I'm tra- the uh, I'm running the show? I'm trying to remember
1: who. I mean, she was one of the years. I was trying to remember who was the chaplain that year.
0: I was think Mickey, Mickey the might have
1: been the chaplain. Okay, so I'm like, I remember the first. Time I ever spoke in front of the whole school, and it was like, Oh, I'm supposed to like lead Sabbath school. I had never read the Bible, so I literally, I um, uh, I picked out my Beatles lyrics book and I was like, Dude, this sounds good. I like read like a Beatles song, and I like, I
2: <laughs> was it uh, Happiness is a Warm Gun? What was the Beatles song that Dude, you uh, gonna... stick <laughs> All you need is love. Trying to think
1: of the actual title, but it's like it's like boy, uh, you're gonna carry that weight a long time. I know that that's the lyrics. It's like they're singing it over, like hey, let go.
2: It's called carry carry that that weight. Yeah, it's off the Abbey Road album, and it's one of the. I love that song.
1: And I was like, hey, and I remember using a metaphor. I talked about this, and I was just talking about letting go of all the weight that we have. And I'm like, dude, uh, seagulls when they fly, every time they lift off, they poop. <laughs> I don't know why they stick to my hands so much, but I was like, they literally just let go of the weight so that they can fly. And this, I just remember those are the two things I paired together. And I was like, dude, we got to like, just let go of all of our weight. And that was like my first sermon or I don't know.
2: That's amazing. Cause I don't, I don't think anyone has ever preached with uh, the Beatles carry that weight and seagulls pooping. <laughs> Praise the Lord! Okay, I'm gonna remember okay, yeah. that.
1: So I mean, so uh, I'm saying all this to say, wow, yeah, I literally um, that was my little experience with like scripture. Cause then I, because then that's what really prompted me and i was like hmm, i guess like i should probably read the bible you know <laughs> <laughs> and
2: that's awesome and
1: during this time um <clears throat> you know i'm praying for my brother and things have kind of like gotten worse and um and when i would go home um i would drive him around it's you know he had didn't have his license and so I would just like hear a lot of stuff and where I was dropping him off. I would see where I'm dropping him off mm-hmm. at. And um so um until and this is during the summertime of my junior year, and this is like a uh a just a huge pivotal moment is um one day I'm picking him up or you know, we're we're driving together and um and he tells me, and then when we get home, he's telling my mom and my dad, he's like, I met this girl, you know, like I, mm-hmm. and she just, uh, you guys have to meet her. She's a ma- like, she's amazing. She's, uh, she's just the best thing that's ever happened to me. It was like, he literally met her like the day before. So we're like, okay. Okay. um, And he's like, you know, I'm going to bring her here this weekend. You guys are going to meet her. And I'm thinking, you know, like I'm, I was like, okay, I'm going to be like that, like protective sister. And I'm like, what kind of like crazy girl is he going to bring home? You know, but right. um, so I'm like, you're enough for him bringing this girl home and who he brings home is. Literally, like, she walks through the door. She's, like, so happy, smiling, comes, gives me a hug. And instantly, I'm like, oh, man, I can't help but love this girl already. And her name is Kayla. And I literally, it was interesting. She immediately is like, hey, Molly, you want to go rollerblading? Which is, like, not a weird thing. Everybody in Bemidji goes rollerblading. So I'm like, okay, yeah. So we go rollerblading together. And she's telling me about, like, how into my brother she is. And she's telling me, like, oh, man, it's just so awesome to meet, like, a godly man. And I'm like, whoa, what? Hey, girl, do you even know my brother? You know? Um. (laughs) So when I get to, when I get home, when we get home, my brother and Kayla are in the kitchen and me and my mom are in the living room and they're like looking at the calendar, like, Hey, when could we get married? Yeah. Like when is this wedding in the, uh, you know, like we're thinking of getting married. But the thing is, I guess I like missed a huge step in this. The thing is, as soon as he met her, he literally was like a different person, like, literally night and day he 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 was like so filled with joy he was and he was actually like when he was talking to us he's like talking about scripture and he's talking about jesus and he's like talking about just being so free and i'm like dude what is happening Mm. who is this like imposter you know and when I was talking, so I was like so confused and they're talking about, hey, dude, we're so in love. Jesus has brought us together. Like we're going to get married. And <laughs>
2: Th- this, this makes me think of something. Because this is powerful. As Christians, we talk about joy and we separate it from happiness. And we're like, God wants you to have joy, but that's not the same as happiness. Happiness is like da, 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 da. But joy is like that. And I think we've said it a lot because we haven't seen Christians really live joyful lives. And so we're like, but God's actually not. It's different. It's not like super happy. And as I've come to realize. When you understand the fullness of what he has actually Mm, done, what you've been freed from, and when you believe like the thing. That you are actually different and you are changed. All the joy that the Christians were saying, like, oh, it's not like that. You actually get to experience that. Like, it it is that kind of happiness. It is that, like, that thing that can fill you up and you can have extreme also yeah. happiness. Not just joy when, like, you're, like, you're because you're suffering with Christ. Certainly there is that aspect of suffering and trials and tribulations but also there's extreme happiness and extreme joy. And I think we've just said that stuff to cover up for not experiencing it ourselves, because the Bible says all these things. And if we don't experience it, then we have to cover it up somehow and say, well, the Bible actually doesn't mean that rather than considering maybe that we don't know how good it is. And that's why we're not Responding in the way of somebody like your brother in yeah. this situation, who is actually changed by being loved yeah. by this person,
1: and, and, and so I was like, "Oh, he's putting on a show for, for Kayla or something like that." But when I was like asking him about it, and she's, he's like, "Molly, do you know that we're saved by Jesus? We're free in Jesus Christ. Like when he died on the cross for us, like he freed us." Like, he's telling me what Kayla has told him. So, I'm realizing, like, oh, she's—he is now—he's not like this because he he's now has a crush on some girl. It was, like, what she had shared with him that she was now experiencing and understanding. And because he was sharing this with me, like, that this whole time— He's like, oh, I didn't actually know that God loved me and actually saved me, and I'm actually free from. And it was like literally, I'm free from sin and death. Like he was so jazzed for Jesus that I. And then I'm like sitting back and I'm like, well, this is the first time I had ever heard of like freedom language. Like (laughs) so, the thing is, like I couldn't, I. Didn't really like fully understand all what had happened. All I knew is like my brother changed. Like all, like all, all I super understood was like this girl came in. She's all about Jesus. And now my brother like went from like a soul to a Paul. And so, and, and he like stayed that way. They got married and they're, I mean, still they're still married today. But the thing is, like, I, after that experience, I literally it was like me being like the woman at the well and experiencing Jesus do something or have like an encounter with Jesus in my life and like in that story, you know she like runs back and it's not like she like knows any theology doesn't really know all she knows is do this thing happen and I gotta tell everybody about it and and that's literally what happened with me. All I knew is like, oh, like I, I prayed and then this happened, but, and my brother was changed. So like, all I wanted to do was like for the rest of my whole life was just go preach to, to everybody that would even listen. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to go to college. I just want to be like an evangelist, go travel everywhere. And I'm just going to preach I don't even know. And at the time I still hadn't like really read the Bible. I just had this one experience. So I was like, oh my goodness. But I didn't I I, I didn't take it as like, whoa, what Jesus accomplished on the cross changed my brother. It it was like, oh, I I prayed and then this thing happened and Jesus mm-hmm. loves me enough to listen to my prayers. Like that, that's how I had this experience know, i'll pause for a second did you have something to say oh okay
2: <laughs> no i'm just listening that's i think that's so sweet and i think like what you mentioned like this woman at the world well didn't know the theology like we fall in love with the way we talk about jesus yeah. sometimes and mm-hmm. not jesus we fall in love with like telling about it but we don't know him where this woman actually meets him and her life is changed. And then we think the way we talk about it will change us or how we tell the story. No, it's it's actually yes. him. And so you don't know the Bible, but you feel like, you know him and you're like, say less, I'm going to tell anybody. I know that he loves them. Cause I know he yeah. loves me. And that's so powerful. You know, so
1: I mean, it was really powerful. And the fact that I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm my life and that's where i had really felt like my life had changed because my brother's life had changed and it's like i didn't really know exactly how it should. i mean like i'm like okay i just know jesus
2: i want to take a little break right now to tell you guys about the love reality bible studies that you can uh be involved in and eddie Tell us a little bit about uh, the Bible studies, bro. Oh,
4: oh, oh what's up, Brother Rich?
2: <laughs> Brother Edward?
4: Yeah, no, we got some uh, awesome Bible studies taking place. Um, man, we got Saturday morning. Monday night. No, I blew
2: it. <laughs> I it's Sunday <laughs> morning. <dear>. Okay, yeah. <laughs> real talk. Uh You should check out our, our Bible studies. But I didn't bring Eddie on here to talk about the Bible studies, man. This is the 100th episode of the Death to Life podcast. And I'm bringing you on here because I don't think anyone has heard more Death to Life podcasts. You've heard the Death to Life podcast even more than me. Because I've heard them once, and you've heard them over and over again as you've edited them, and then you had your story uh, in the last season. Bro, talk to me about what it's meant to you, not for your episode to come out. I want to ask you that in a second. But to hear all these stories and to see all these stories taking place, um, before you answer that, you've even brought me the stories. You'd be like, oh, Rich, you got to have this person on here, Rich what is this like meant to you and and how has it blessed your life
4: man just being behind behind the desk doing the editing for season two and just being involved in the whole process and yeah like you mentioned just being aware of people's stories and testimonies that just come my way and and having the privilege to hear those and then just running to you and be like yo rich you gotta you got to interview this person. And then actually you following through with that and then hearing their testimony back on audio and just working through all of that. It's just been a blessing because like the Holy spirit can't stop. Won't stop, man. Like he's changing lives. (laughs) He's changing, he's changing people's lives in a radical way. and, and, i I've experienced that in my own heart in my own life, and so the stories that come and the impact that they have uh for my heart is' just like, man, this thing is real, like yeah. every time I listen to a testimony, it's just like I get more affirmed in the reality that is like that's why we won't shut up about it that's why we we won't stop sharing about this like that's why we have these bible studies that are that are running throughout the week um because we want to tell people about this, not yeah. only just through scripture, but like it, like flesh and bones. Hi, my name is Eddie. Hi, my name is Richard. Hi, my name is Jadra, whatever, you know?
2: Absolutely, cool. bro. Well, tell me about like when your episode came out and your episode was in the works. I don't know if we talked about this uh, on your episode. Uh, maybe in the intro, we had your episode for like a a year or half a year, between a year and a half a year before it came out. Um, because we were just like, one day I was like, we're just going to get this episode now. Like who, who knows when it's going to come out and we recorded it. Tell me about, um, it coming out for you and then the feedback you received. Um, because I think yours is the third most downloaded episode. Um, people have heard it a lot. Tell yeah, me, talk sure. to me about that.
4: Um, yeah, man. When the episode come out came out, and if you've been a guest on the Death to Life podcast, it's always a little bit nerve wracking. You yourself could probably attest to to that. It's like, oh man, my story's out there. But that's that. That's only at least it was for me for the first minute or so, and then it's just like, God, you're gonna do what you're gonna do. Um, through it but now it's been cool. Like a lot of people have been, have been uh, blessed by it. Um, even random strangers that now become friends, you know, episode, uh, what is it? 93 or of Karen? Oh
2: yeah. 97. Um,
4: Yeah. Episode 97 with Karen. And she just hopped onto the death to life podcast show and started with my story, my episode and the rest is history. So it's just been a real blessing to know uh and, and to still feel the uh ramifications of what a story can do, the power of testimony and what it can do. And so just to be to be a part of that impact, uh, super cool.
2: Super yeah, cool. Yeah, man. Did you uh maybe you didn't think about this? Did you think we were gonna have a hundred episodes of the Death of Life podcast? I don't know if I thought that we would go with that I didn't know. I had no <laughs> idea, bro. I mean
4: I you gotta remember, I just hopped on uh, season two just to help on the editing. And oh, but you were listening like,
2: from day one, bro.
4: <laughs> oh, you <already laughs> like the first
2: episode that came two out? Two <laughs> you texted me, and you're like crying already. You're like, "Bruh, <laughs> it's so good."
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So we're at a hundredth episode, and we are looking to a hundred more, man. Something that sometimes hits me in in as I read scripture, like scripture was written and we have these characters that are, that are telling their stories, you know, in the gospels or whatever, but they don't even know that they're going to become the Bible. (laughs) that They're going to come a medium where people are going to read their lives. And so as I, as I sit down to edit, um, the episodes as I used to sit down to edit every every episode. I'm like, we're literally writing the Bible all over again. Like these are real people's stories that came in contact with
2: Jesus Christ
4: and their lives will never be the same and it's just such a cool such a cool thing.
2: Tell that dude to come in. Come on give him in, a
4: brother.
2: Phone. Give give him a head Give him a We're recording a commercial, bro. What are you
4: recording? We're recording a commercial break for "Death to Life."
2: Jonathan Seventh Day Sabbath Leonardo. This is the 100th episode of the "Death to Life" podcast, and uh, I was just asking Eddie about the impact that it's had on his life, and uh, I was just I'll just ask you the same question, my brother. Um, Now that we're 100 episodes down. Um how has this been a blessing for you and your life and just to see how God has moved through your revelation of his love?
4: Yeah, it's, it's dope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the response. And None that's uh <laughs> yeah, he's that's what we've always said about Jonathan. Like he's uh he's doesn't say much. <laughs> no, man. Uh, then well, you know, that's what I you mean, got for me. I mean,
4: yeah, it's, I'm super encouraged by hearing stories of people week after week that have encountered the Father's love and seeing all the ways that love uh, continues to change people. Like, it's just at the bottom is knowing that you're loved by God, right? And that's what's yeah. so dope about that to life. It's always a revelation of people understanding that they are loved by God. It's not, oh, I figured out I had to do this, and then it made sense. Or I moved this way, and then it all clicked. Like, the consistent thread is, oh, my goodness, God loves me. And when you get that clear, oh, what a wonderful life it can be.
2: Yeah, man. I just listened. Uh, this podcast is with Molly. And uh, it's kind of interesting that it started out by your podcast with her, and I went and I listened to it, I think, yesterday. And I was just so blessed to hear Jonathan in 2018. And you know what? You sounded the exact same. You sounded like the <laughs> hand. Like, you were newer, I guess, in 2018. You had been preaching it for, you know, two years or so, but you were just like, yeah, man, this is what it's about. And you were talking about the Holy Spirit guiding you and stewarding your heart. And so I, I was just listening to that, and I was like, man, praise the Lord. So, yeah, man, we're just out here praising the Lord for a 100 episodes, and uh, who knows what's going to happen, but I just think it's going to be a little bit more, maybe a lot more. We'll see what happens. Just a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. <laughs> All right, we're going to get back into the podcast. Thank you, guys.
1: Like, see ya. Gonna go like evangelize for the rest of eternity, you know, like until Jesus comes. So I really didn't want to go to college anymore. I just wanted to go preach. And I ended up going to this mission trip with Alyssa and, and Johnny to the Philippines where we just went and preached for like 17 days. And, and I'm like, yes, and amen. You know, this is what I want to do. And I still hadn't read the Bible or anything, but I. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What were you preaching? You're just like Jesus loves you. And I think it's yeah, it.
1: yeah, something like that. And so I think back to that. Like when Jesus has, yeah, just so much grace. And he just like that. He like allows humans to run his church, or you know, I'm what I'm saying because I'm like, wow, I didn't even know anything, but I, but I did know that Jesus was amazing, and that's all I knew. So. Uh-huh. And yeah, so but that then led me when I did come back, and my mom was like, nah, you're going to college at least for one year. Like you have to. And so I, you know, that's when I went to Union College in Lincoln, Nebraska for a year. And and all I would could think about was like, till What was your major. Oh, you know what? I just took some and this is so silly. But I'm like. Listen, Jesus is going to come back and I'm like, we're like, peace and out. I'm not even going to need an education. So I'll just take something real easy because I'm not even like going to stay at college. I'm just going to go be an evangelist after this. So I literally was like, what is super simple and that I could spend the least amount of time with? And I just took, I didn't even know what it was in my first year. It was like communications. Yeah, communications. Not saying that that like whoever has taken that doesn't make that.
2: That was my major. We're we're the same person. That was my major, my first uh my first year at college cuz for me I didn't know what I was going to do and I was like I like yeah, talking.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: so communications, <laughs> yeah. I'll do that.
1: Oh, man, that's so funny. Yeah, so, I mean, I did that, but then I, all I was trying to figure out is, like, how I could go being an evangelist, you know? And so um, I met this guy who was came during, like, for recruiting for cult portering, which is, like, going door-to-door, like, a literature evangelist in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, I sat down with him, and I just was like, I don't know, I just, like, really love Jesus. So I, um, he's like, okay, you're hired. And so... Something like that, and then so I ended up in Colorado and going like door to door.
2: Look at your resume. Your resume. Ah, it says here you really love Jesus. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're yeah. hired. But then that's where he was like, you know, everybody who was hired and and selling these books about Jesus. You know, he would give a worship every night. And he's like, you guys know that the Bible is all about Jesus. It actually all like points, like all those like Bible stories, like everything like points to the cross. Like it's all about Jesus. He's like, the book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ. So every single book, he's like, listen, if you're going to be in my program, you got to read the Bible. So I was like... Okay. And he was like, You gotta listen for the Holy Spirit. Because he's like, that's the only if you're gonna be going door to door, like he was so he was like so heavy on the Holy Spirit, like is alive and active and he's like talking to us. Hey, so why don't you listen? And why don't you open up your Bible and like you can actually read it's all about Jesus. So that summer was when I'm like, wait, I already love Jesus. But then like when I open up scripture, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like the book of Jonah is actually about God's grace. It like the revelation, it is all about Jesus. Like every Old Testament story showed God's grace and how he loves us so much. It all points to the cross. And so the, the only thing that I was like, couldn't understand though and this is where like it's like i didn't really understand like what did the cross like actually accomplish Hmm. you know what i'm saying so i'm like oh i know that it all points to this and it's all about jesus but the and the reason why it was interesting so our friend uh, ricky he's a pastor here in Colorado. Yeah, he has uh, a sermon series going on right now called Too Good to Be True Gospel. And it's so good. But he said it really, like, perfectly in, like, I think one of the first um, sermons in that series. And he's saying, uh, he was like, I was raised, like, hearing that God was, like, had unconditional love for me, yet there was conditions. So it was, like, confusing. Hmm. Or then he also said, I was raised, like, hearing I'm saved, but then I'm also, like, slaved to sin. And And so the thing is, and that was, like, my experience of, like, oh, I'm hearing, I'm hearing, like, how powerful it was that Jesus died for us. But I'm also hearing that nothing really has changed. You know what I'm saying? Like.
2: That idea, and my friend Ruth talks about this, that the day you get baptized, someone says something like, now the struggle really starts. And they kind of position you like your life is always going to be a struggle. And this is one of the the sacred cows of religion. Not Jesus, but religion. That religion is supposed to be yeah. a struggle. And it's like, if you really think about it, if your brother's like meets this girl and she's like, I love you so much and God loves us. And now our relationship will be a struggle.
1: <laughs> yeah, Who's yeah.
2: signing up for that? Who's like, I love it. I'm in. And so, yeah, there's that double minded talk from religion that positions you as somewhere in between like holy and sinner somewhere in between redeemed and struggler and because so much of our experience matches up with that we think that that's the way it should go or we don't even second guess it it's just like well yeah i mean i'm i am struggling
1: yeah Yeah, exactly so it's like oh Yeah, there's like this powerful thing that happened on the cross, but I don't know, it doesn't really like, I guess it'll just all, yeah. That's for later. And and that's how I can (laughs) kind of like always hurt it. So that's why I was confused because when I actually read scripture, I'm like, wait a second, but it all like says all this. But what I am still kind of hearing is that, I mean, yeah, just everything kind of still like sucks right now. It's still struggle. And then. We'll just have to wait until Jesus comes back, and then, and then it's like.
2: Have you heard of this idea called the already but not yet? Like this is like a, a lingo that preachers use or theologians use. It. it says like, we have it already, but not yet. But the problem with that idea is, it's not found in Scripture. It's what we, another one is positionally, you're positionally righteous or you're positionally holy. But the problem yeah. is that that's not found in scripture. In scripture, you are holy, blameless, and above reproach. In scripture, you're either self condemned, you're a sinner, you're wicked, or you're righteous and redeemed. But because we haven't, like I said, because we haven't experienced that, we put in words like positionally, we put in Phrases like already, but not yet, to explain away what the Bible is saying because we haven't experienced it. Yeah. And just like what you
1: said was like, oh, like if I'm not like experiencing that joy, then let me like explain it away.
2: Well, then maybe God doesn't want me to have that kind of joy because I'm not experiencing it.
1: Or maybe
2: we don't actually understand it yet.
1: Yeah. So, so this is where I'm like, where I'm reading this, but. Yeah, not, like, super hearing it, but I also, so I'm like, well, there's something, like, I'm not understanding. There's something, like, I don't get about this or, like, okay, I, I you know. Yeah, so I just kind of, like, left it alone. But what I did understand is that, so it's interesting, it's, like, you know, the, the passage is, like, my God, who is the God who was and the God who will be, or the God who was, who, who is, and will be. Um mm-hmm. I, I feel like when I'm like a, a little girl, I was like only focused on like the God who will be, like just the one who's coming later. And that's why I was like so focused on like revelation and, and Jesus coming back and that type of thing. And I'm like, okay, it's all going to be terrible. Mm-hmm my whole life and then Jesus will come. And then when I got to this moment, I feel like I experienced like, man, like my like God here is because all of a sudden I did like start hearing from the Holy Spirit. And and I was like mm-hmm. experiencing Jesus like firsthand. Like literally that summer like exploded it to the next level where I'm like, oh my God Jesus actually talks to me? Like Dude, the Holy Spirit is, like, a real actual thing. And, like, he actually speaks to me. And it's not just that he speaks to me. He's, like, speaks to everyone. And so the thing is that was, like, really frustrating was, I was, like, dude, well, cool, cool, cool that that happened to you. But, like, yeah, that's, like, a I don't know. Not happened to, like, Molly. But I'm, like, no. Oh, like the Holy Spirit. Like, so every time I would like tell like a story about the Holy Spirit, like speaking to me, it was like so exciting for me and, and still is. And there was like so many experiences that happened like right in a row that, man, I wish I like had time for. But anyways, that was like kind of like a big pivotal. But the biggest thing is that was interesting about that whole even experiencing like the Holy Spirit in my life now that I still, like, didn't really understand, like, the God who was. And what I mean by that is that I still don't really know what happened on the cross. Like, I'm like, wait, it's okay. I didn't really know what was, like, fully accomplished on it. So what was, like, interesting is, like, fast-forwarding to... Well, I don't know. I guess I don't know where you want me to go with this, but my next, like, where, like, the pivotal moment where then it all starts kind of, like, coming together is literally, like, I graduate, I become a teacher, you know, I came back, I I took religious education because I was like, oh, I don't see any female pastors, like, I don't know if they exist, like, but I bet you I could, like, get a (laughs) job as, like, a female Bible teacher. So, so I took that, which I shouldn't have limited God because I'm like, and God's so cool. Like he literally paved the way for me to be a pastor anyways, but.
2: Did you feel like you were limiting God or were you feeling like, oh, maybe I can do this? Yeah, I mean, I thought
1: like, I don't know, I just, that was the next step. Like what's the closest step for me to be able to like go preach the word to somebody and that was it. And so, maybe it was at the time, but then you know,
2: same yeah. with me look teacher we we have
1: we the have same, same
2: life, life. <laughs> yeah, but did you actually taught? I never well, I've never actually two years, taught. so you
1: not I mean, so barely
2: were, were you elementary school or were, what were you yeah. teaching? or you were a religious Said were you um, where were, we're you in,
1: Tennessee. Okay.
2: So well, in Tennessee college still now I live in Tennessee- yeah, no, okay, so you went to so you went to College Dale. You were teaching mm-hmm. at College Dale Academy.
1: Now I remember yeah. this part of the story. So All then, right. Keep going. So then I get engaged and my fiance, Carl, lives in Florida and he's like part of a residency there. So for administrate hospital administration. So then, so then I, I pick up and move over to Florida and there's like, you know, like one Bible teaching job in the whole state for Adventism, you know? And so it's like, well, if you don't get Mm -hmm. that, you're kind of like, well, don't, I don't have a job. So at the time, I had like four quarter time ministry jobs. And one of them was just one that like we started, like me, Carl, and Tyler Morrison, and Israel, and Zach, we just were like, you know what? Hey. And at the time, I was like, dude, yeah, I just still want to like talk about Jesus and I can't get like a full-time job here. So let's just kind of start something. I think all of us were kind of in like a a space where we're like, hey, let's just start something. So we just started like this ministry together. And one of the things, and I was like, well, I don't really know what I'm going to do in here, but I'm like, I'm like so bad at technology. And you can see that, Rich. I mean, like literally, I mean, literally the fact that that I was the one to like, I started this podcast in the ministry. I'm like, I mean, I'm shocked. I don't even, dude, yeah, I'm like an old grandma with technology, but it worked, you know? I,
2: I am the same way. like Justin Koo. He calls me like, Richard, you're like an uncle. And I thought like, that was a term of endearment. He's like, no, like uncles that don't know anything and don't know how to do technology. That's what I'm saying. I was like, oh, thank you, Justin. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. I, I, I've now I've been figuring it out.
1: You're doing so good. You're doing so good. Yes. I'm so oh, proud thank of you. you. But that <laughs> that makes me feel so much better. That, yeah, we're in the same boat. Wow. I'm just learning that we're kind of twinsies. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think we are. <laughs> twinsies for the Winsies. So, when did this I want to hear about how you were able to get Jonathan Leonardo on your podcast or how you heard yeah, okay, about so Jonathan this is so Leonardo. so
1: funny because I, he literally was my second episode. And so, and it was because,
2: I, yes. Does that episode still exists. So so I funny. desperately want to hear it.
1: Because this is like, 2016, 2017, it was a while ago. So, and the thing is the podcast didn't didn't like go on for a really long time because we had just started it up and then it's like, we all got jobs. So then it was like, and this thing happened with Tyler. So anyways, so I have like on the second episode, so Zach had told me, so Zach is a like graphic designer and uh-huh. yeah, Shout so out to Zach. she Love that guy. doing like graphic design work for this ministry called love reality tour and so he was i'm pretty sure that that's how it started so then he was like you know what
2: did zach come up with the oh yes yeah, my boy zach postumas came up with the designs for the t-shirts, yeah, so the I'm first pretty t-shirts sure, I because
1: i was like okay i'm starting this podcast who should i you know who's like my first people and <clears throat> Zach was like hey well I'm doing design work for this one ministry and this guy named Jonathan so he had just sent me so literally like I had never met or spoken to him until the day we're just like recording and so I'm like hey what's up Jonathan and then we just record the podcast together and that's where we meet because I was like hey I got your number from Zach and you told me about you you want to like record and you can tell me about what you're doing and how jesus has worked in your life and he's like yeah so that was literally how simple it all happened and i'm like i don't know this this guy at all and i probably will never see him or give him him again but this is so cool like Uh he's telling me his story on my podcast and
2: (laughs) and that this yes, is the Jesus yes. Dates podcast, right? Was it called like the current ministry or was it yeah, called so Jesus Dates? Like what's the, yeah, is, mm-hmm. is it still exists yeah, somewhere so like on the up, internet? Like, okay, I'm going to go like, listen um, to it after this.
1: Episode two, I think. Of Jesus Dates. Of Jesus yeah, so Dates Jesus or is it the current? States, and then so it okay. says like by the current ministry or something. Yeah. So, yeah. So they're also up. So go, yeah, go listen. And I'm, we're talking and I just remember him sharing his his story and then what he's doing with love reality. And mm-hmm. afterwards, I just remember, I thought, like, wow, that was so powerful. Awesome. Cool. And then I remember Tyler being like, man, you know, after more episodes came out, he's like, man, that one was, like, my favorite, favorite one with Jonathan. So anyways, if we, like, kind of fast forward just like a little bit then when it gets to yeah we all yeah
2: because Jonathan had if this was like Mm -hmm. 2017 and I think it probably was Jonathan had just started preaching what he had learned in Mm. 2016 or 15 where he realizes that Romans 6 says he's free from sin and so he's realizing this and then that love reality started in 2017. Yes. Yeah. And it's this is just crazy because and I don't know if you're going to tell this part of the story uh when Tyler and if you haven't heard Tyler's story this is episode 1 of the death to life podcast where he goes through this whole thing when he is in the middle of this horrible mistake that he makes he thinks about this yes. episode of the podcast <laughs> of the Jesus day podcast and that's how he gets a hold of Jonathan, where Jonathan then is like, what's your relationship to sin? And I was like, uh, what do yes. you mean? So that's all and kind so of started here. And so this is yeah. where
1: then it's crazy because like, OK, we all get jobs <laughs> around this time. But it also is like right when like we're like, oh, should we still like do the ministry? Should we still like do it as like a side thing, you know? um, And and Tyler was going to come to Florida And I think we're all gonna like, we were gonna meet up for coffee just to kind of talk about like the ministry and just be like, hey, now that I'm gonna be a full time pastor, now that you're like, you're doing this and we're all moving places, like, uh, you know, what should it really look like? That's what the meeting was supposed to be about. But then when we, um, Mm -hmm. so we're supposed to meet up for coffee. And then I see that like his sister is dropping him off. And I was like, I was like, where's Morgan? Like, why is, like, your sister dropping you off? You know, I so I was, like, being, like, oh, wow, well, I had no idea what he was going to say, but he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, like, I'm in hot water. You know, so he was just, yes. <laughs> and, you know, so he kind of tells me, like, what just happened, but he also is sharing with me, he's like, Molly, the craziest thing happened, like, just, like, a couple weeks ago, like, remember that guy that you recorded? Like, I reached out to him. And so he's, like, telling me, this is, like, the very beginning of then, like, him sharing with me about, like, his freedom journey, where he's like, dude, like, freedom from sin. And so he is sharing this with me, but then he's also like, yeah, we should take, like, a full stop on the ministry because this thing just happened with Morgan.
2: What did you think about all this? Were you just like, were you more concerned with like the welfare of his marriage? Were you like, oh, that sounds, I hope you make it. And then with the freedom from sin thing, you're like, I feel like at first when we hear about freedom from sin, we're like, yeah, I get it. Like old or old cells are like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. We're free from sin, but we're not really like grabbing onto it. At least that was my experience when Tyler first started telling me about this. I was like, yeah cool 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 i hope you stay married bro like like that was more important to me i'm like that 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 freedom from sin yeah yeah that sounds really great yeah yeah yeah, Um, yeah. was it the same
1: same experience for you yo yeah i hope she gets on that plane you know because it was like they're supposed to fly back like later that week is and and that's what i was thinking i'm Uh like yeah like all of us in like say the ministry were like, yeah, let's definitely take like a full stop on this because like we want you guys to stay married and you should do whatever you need to do to like go fix that, you know? <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's awkward. <laughs> but um but it was yeah, the whole freedom from sin thing, it was like that where I'm like, Cool, cool brother. And hope it all works out I was really like yeah I like when fast forwarding and actually getting to like where oh man no there's just so much to this but okay so all throughout this I'll I'll, I'll rewind so after this he's like you know he's telling me about the freedom for sin don't super understand it I tell him and I think I told you this before where it's like there's a scene in Ratatouille where, like, this, like, the main mouse is, like, talking to his brother mouse. And he's like, oh my goodness, like, if you mix these two foods together and eat them, like, are you tasting this? This is amazing. He's, like, trying to explain this taste to his brother mouse. And then his brother is like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, not getting it. And that's exactly what I don't know, the next, like, several months, whenever, like, Tyler would have, like, a new, like, deeper understanding of it or, like, trying to explain it to me, he'd, like, call me and tell me this. And I'm, like, I, like, you know, it was, like, a long time of listening of just, like, yeah, I don't understand what's different. Like, I don't understand what's, like, different than what we've always known. So, you know.
2: I want to. I think. When I really first heard him for the first time, it was because I was dealing with some stuff and I needed freedom and I'm not trying to make excuses, but sometimes like I mean, I believe you 100 percent like there isn't I'm assuming there wasn't this thing in your life that you were struggling with some kind of addiction and like he's giving you the, the way out of this addiction. You're like, yeah, I've trusted Jesus since I read First yeah, Peter yeah, yeah. 5, 7. Or, or, and and so, like, mm-hmm. it's good, bro. Like, we get it. And so there there's that disconnect because you hadn't been in the fit circumstantially yeah. as much as he was or other yeah. people that hear yeah. this So message. what was,
1: like, really interesting is, like, yeah, you hit it spot on. You said it perfectly. At, like, entering into this, and this is where I'm mean, going to, like, I'll kind of wrap up but because this is the moment then it was like the next five was that like five years ago or four years ago um
2: yeah six from 2018 when this was going on that into 2019 five yeah. years ago. Something it,
1: like it was interesting because it was like not like one moment or like one person that said one thing that really like oh my goodness this is it, but it was like several, I guess like several conversations, several different like people talking with me and even explaining like what Jesus actually accomplished on the cross. Um At mm-hmm. the same time in my own personal life is really interesting because it's like, I feel like I, yeah, entered like a five years span of like wintertime of like tragedy after tragedy after tragedy like one after the other in like mm-hmm. so many different right. ways like and so I feel like it wasn't like just one pit it was like a deeper pit a deeper pit and a deeper pit that I was like entering into like personally and I'm just like life experiences. I mean, the first one that happened literally like, I think a week after, you know, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Tyler was like telling me this was, you know, I was on the phone with my friend. And then that's when, you know, she's just on her way home. I'm on my way home. And I hear her like telling me that someone's shooting at her. And then that's when they shoot her. And it literally was like a drive-by shooting. And I mean, praise God, she's alive. But definitely, yeah, it just changed everything. She's paralyzed now. And th- that was like the start of, and I had like just started my new pastor job. I was supposed to preach the next weekend. Like that happened on like a Thursday. I was supposed to preach Saturday. And th- and I just remember like, I were wondering like what to preach about, but at the same time, like, you know, he- hearing about like what Jesus actually has ac- accomplished on the cross. I remember like preaching about the Good Samaritan. And I remember also hearing, uh, our friend Ricky preach about the Good Samaritan like several years before that, where it was like, oh, Jesus is the Good Samaritan. Like, and we're the ones who, who were like completely like wounded, like by sin and death, but then like, What he did on the cross, like he actually, like that's him. That's like a uh, not just a parable of like how we should be like nice to others, but it's like actually showing this is like the whole gospel right here, where he like Jesus is the good Samaritan Mm. and he got off of his donkey and actually saved us. And when I'm like, and it was like parallel. So it's just really interesting, like so many of the tragedies that happen. Or, like, also parallel Mm -hmm. to, like, learning about what Jesus actually accomplished on the cross. And I don't know, like, for me, like, say, in that experience where I'm like, oh, my goodness, like, we were, like, legit left for dead. And just Jesus actually saving us. Like there's nothing like in that story of the Good Samaritan, like there's like nothing that the guy who got beat up by the robbers, like there's actually nothing that he could do to save himself. Like that mm. that it actually like Mercy. wasn't him like being good enough. It wasn't him like trying hard enough, like good behavior. It was it like it was actually only like the Samaritan That's- so that's just like i guess like one example um and so that's where i'm like oh man like the moments that it it like dawned on me there wasn't just like one moment it was like one tragedy after the other that i was experiencing at the same time like the lord would always like send like it I run into like Nicholas Morrison and he'd come and we'd then just end up having coffee and having like a talk about like freedom and Jesus or like, oh, my husband just lost his job. I'm nine months pregnant. i have no, you know, like here's like a big next tragedy. And, uh, and Michelle Morrison happens to come in for something in Florida and we sit down and we have, I talk about freedom in Jesus. There was like so many instances in the last like four or five years that I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" Now I feel like this is the the time in my life where now it's like I understand the God who was in the sense of like what He did back then. It actually changes. Then what that means for today and that changes what it means for the future where you're, where like what you're saying, I was like, no, it's not just a, it's coming later. It's not like he gives himself and just pieces. This is one thing I remember about Jonathan's podcast. He was like, God doesn't like give himself in pieces. Like he gave his like fullness. Like we have it fully now. Like, like all the things that are like, we fully have it now. So anyways, I, I know I'm like rambling on, but.
2: No, this is so it's key because you're talking about what God actually accomplished on the cross through Jesus. And what that really means is what actually happened to us then. And this is the whole idea behind the first seven or 14 verses of Romans chapter six, where Paul's saying, no, you died too. You died and you were risen with Jesus in newness of life. And so for all these things like, well, I'm not experiencing this and I'm not experiencing that. And the Bible says this and it's all like theoretical kind of like a weird like headspace thing. But it isn't a theoretical thing. Like, this is actually what has happened. Old Molly, whoever she was, died. New Molly was raised in newness of life. And all of that has been true for you Mm
0: -hmm.
2: for forever. That is why you're like, I don't want to go to college. I just want to evangelize. That's because you have the heart of God. That's because your heart is pure. Like you you've always been that and i think just seeing your life uh from afar for the last 5 years or so maybe longer than that since we've actually been in the same place since lincoln i've just seen the humility that you've operated in that god has been able to use and i think that's what's always been true about you he gave you this pure heart to move from and operate from and because you've been operating from that you've been a blessing to so many people like Carla for example, with this terrible tragedy happens and you're there to minister and you're there to bless her what happened to your husband what well, subsequently what happened in 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 your life where there's been tragedy and, and tough stuff but because you have this amazing beautiful heart that's all God needs like that humility so that he can operate from because he can't operate from your life when you don't believe that because then you're not living from it and maybe you didn't understand it, but you've Mm. always been living from it. And that's why you remind me of Lauren Fogg, like people that are filled with the spirit and uh, yeah, maybe you didn't understand Romans six, but you've always lived your life like a brand new person. And so you've just been a huge testimony to me. And yeah, your willingness to be like, yeah, I'll do that. I mean, if we play like the butterfly effect game, it's changed my life because Jonathan Mm -hmm. came on your podcast and that influenced Tyler, who then spoke life into me. And that's the most beautiful thing of all of this, where like your story is a part of my story. Mm -hmm. And I'm eternally grateful to you for being. Having I mean, faith in God's faithfulness
1: Well, you. Dude, thanks for saying that. Praise God. I literally, like, I I have to say, and, and coming full circle, Jonathan showed up at my church last year, and it was the first time I actually
0: mm-hmm.
1: ever got to meet him. And it was like, I literally, we were both, like, beaming, beaming. We're like,
0: whoa, remember?
1: That was, like, Dude, when we just thought that that was just like a moment and God like just used that to see what God has done with that. I'm like, praise God. And like, yeah, you're like, hey, that's a part of your story. Dude, praise God. That's amazing. Amazing.
2: So if you could go back and you could pull little old Bemidji Molly, who's worried about going to public school, and you could just pull her aside and maybe she hasn't seen that secret love letter yet in, in Laura's diary slash Bible. And you could just pull her aside and say, hey, what what would you tell that girl about her future mm-hmm. and what she has to be afraid of?
1: I'd be like, yo, perfect love casts out all fear. Yeah. And then I would just show her that she's loved perfectly and by Jesus. And that, what what it is. And I'd probably tell her, like, tell her, from day one what Jesus actually accomplished on the cross.
2: It's only you, it's only me
4: Waking up to my memory Your love is all I need It's only you, it's only me Waking up to my memory Your love is all I need I feel it,
0: like you give me love.